the Press Box Best of 2019. Joining us on episode 12, Will Goodings. Oh, we've delivered the goods this week, I can tell you that. And I mean that literally because we've got Will Goodings in the building. He's from 5AA Breakfast and he's also from 10 News First, the new sports presenter there on TV every single day. Will, welcome to you, mate. Happy to be here. Delighted. I've been following the progress of this podcast closely through my man, Jace Kemp, Channel 10. I tell you what, your career is just going from strength to strength to strength. I I was waiting for the invite, and I feel like uh, it's the only way's up. You know, this is very exciting, that's for sure. I want to start with this. Uh, We're recording at 10 past 8 at night, and uh, this is usually your bedtime. So what are you doing here? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, Look, I haven't asked myself that at all over the course of the last 15 or 20 minutes. No, uh, 9.15 is my bedtime. I'm a strict 9.15. That's, that's, yeah, that's where I draw the line. So if we're going to 9.15, uh, I'll fall asleep at the desk. That's okay. all. But well, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I'm good I'm good for an hour. <laughs> we'll get you out of here early. Um, you, you've got a fascinating story, Will. Um, and we're gonna go oh, really? And- <laughs> you do. You really do. <laughs> what have you been reading? Oh, well, enough. Enough to know that you've come from radio um, and you're now in TV. And even before that, there's a whole bunch of stuff that no one really knows. So we need to ask you about it. Um, starting with getting into radio, um, your old man yep. was obviously on TV for many years, Graham Goodings. Um, yep. Everyone knows his story. We want to know yours. How did you get into radio and basically the world of media? Uh, so r- radio specifically, I did um, at Flinders University Radio at 101.5 uh, on North Terrace. It was, radio Adelaide. That radio That's radio where Adelaide. I went. Is that right? Yes. There you go. Yeah, it's the birthplace <laughs> of uh, all the greats. Um, <laughs> so, and we we started in the in the prime time position. A good friend of mine, Garth, uh, and I, we both we were studying politics at Flinders University, and um, we were clearly had a lot of promise because we got given the three to four hour, three to four a.m. Uh, once Ooh. a week, um, which was pretty, uh, you know, it was a graveyard. It, it was the it was, well, yeah. I mean, they sold it to us. This is the one everyone wants. Yeah. I mean, this is this is you. This is your, this is your university audience. Yeah. So we did that once a week, and it, honestly, it was the most. It was an hour's worth of the most rambly combination of like weird political observations, odd bits of sp- like like randomly there'd be sort of you know did you see that umpiring decision on the weekend type <laughs> stuff, and then mixed in with I can tell you exactly I can still remember this day it was mixed in with like odd indie music and the occasional. Pulp Fiction reference or <laughs> soundbite yeah. if we could get the computers working. That was that was the first sort of thing we ever did, and I did that for about a year, a year or two. And we did a different couple of versions of that, um, and I I loved it. I just it was such a great medium. It's you get such freedom, and I, my father would 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 speak to me occasionally about it and um, give some tips and pointers and try and make some sense of it all. <laughs> and he said, look, you know, that you realise that... Look, at that point in my life, I didn't have a career path or mm. m- many prospects whatsoever. I was trying to be an actor at Flinders University yeah, right. and studying politics for fun. And he said, you know, this is something that people get gainfully employed to do. Uh, and I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll try and do that. The only thing I had... I wasn't funny or cool and I knew nothing about music, so <laughs> I had to do talkback radio. Uh, it's the only thing that sort of broadly fit with what I was interested in and liked. Um, and so I, I just started randomly calling the program director at uh, 5AA. I was 23 at the time. How old are you, Sam? I'm 23 right now. Okay, right. There's was there's not too many talkback announcers that are yeah. 23 around the place. So they said no. But praise be, they got desperate one December <laughs> and there was literally no one who could do a mid-dawn on like a Saturday. It was the Saturday before the Kevin 07 
election day. Wow. And I thought, well, that's fortuitous because it's sort of in my wheelhouse. Mm. Um, So that at least helps me connect on some level with an audience base that's going to be way older. And that was my first night. Pulled up, got introduced on the air in this very studio by the great Bob Francis. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Who who, who I listened to through high school, like so many people had done, uh, and even, even younger than that. And I had this really bizarre moment of, holy... Yeah, it's Bob Francis. He's <laughs> introducing me to the and he, he's because he said, "Boy, come in, come in." I was in the next studio, and uh, he said, "Yeah, we got this. Uh, there's a new voice tonight. Make, give him, make sure you give him a call and make him feel welcome." And I was like, "Oh wow, this is pretty amazing. That's unreal." So now on Network Ten as the mm. sports uh, presenter, how, yep. how how did that all work out? How did that come about? Um, yeah, that was uh, that was that one came out of the blue, and um, it was remarkable in so far I. I'd always wanted to sort of somehow shoehorn my way into working in sport. I always had a desire there. It's an absolute mad passion of mine. I'm absolute sports obsessed. Uh, and they they had an opportunity where um, someone was uh, Nick Butler was was um, moving back to Melbourne, uh, and they said uh, I, I caught up with out of the blue, got a phone call, and I got this you know very strange sort of. Can we catch up? We can't say what it's about. Can we catch up? And I thought, oh, that sounds promising. Either that, either that, <laughs> Here we go. Either that or it's a, it's a debt collector or something. <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. But uh, So we went to this meeting and they said, and, and um, news director um, uh, Fiona, uh, Fiona Clark said, you're not going to know, this is going to surprise you, but we want you to work in sport. And she said, we, we, we think with your experience being presenting and whatnot, that that's a role. We know this is something you're deeply passionate about. She said, you're the only human being alive who live tweeted the AFL draft the other night. Um, that must that qualifies you on some level as someone who cares far too much about sport. Um, so, and, and she was talking about it, and then I had to do the whole thing of trying to play it cool, as though there's no way I was going to say no to this job. Right. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I need some more information. I'm thinking, yes, please. <laughs> well, this is happening. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that's and, – and, and they were at pains to, to say at 10, they've been absolutely fantastic with my sort of dual work requirements. And they said, look, we can we can do both. Uh, you can We can work around that. And suddenly I thought, well, hang on, I get this – now I get to be in this world where I do politics in the AM and sport in the PM. And literally there are only two things in this world that I generally talk about. So it it's, was too good an opportunity to pass up. So how does a, a, a day work out, like from, from the morning straight mm. through? Give the listeners a – Timetable. Before you start on uh, just a particular day, yeah. okay. let's just wind it back to his first day. And, yes. and when you go, oh, to, we go. When you go to your workplace, when you go to your workplace <laughs> on your first day, yeah. there's a bit of nerves. You've got to meet a lot of oh, new yeah. people, a lot of uh, faces. You're trying to uh, collectively get it all together. You want to impress as well, exactly. Oh, yeah. and, and I feel like um, Will might have just struggled in that area on the first day. <laughs> oh, 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 I don't want to. I don't, yeah. I want you to tell yeah. this. I want you to tell Thank you, Jase. Only because you told it the other night. Thank you, Jase. I want you to tell the story about what happened on your first. So I, yeah, there, there, <laughs> I turned up for this week beforehand with we're just going to get up to speed in training you what to do, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, you read, you turn, and uh, w- the first conversation I remember having with someone was about the language of televisions, and none of this made sense to me. It's LVOs, upsots, this, and that, and it was just being spat at me, and I'm thinking. Well, this is weird. I don't know what the hell anyone's talking about here. <laughs> and it was being said to me as though it all made sense. And I thought, okay, well, that's 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 interesting. Then I had to go to the desk and they said, watch Beck read. Watch Rebecca Morse read and see what you, you know, and, and just get a sense of what it's like. And I sat there and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be sitting here doing this at some point. Okay, cool. And she's reading and I'm looking at the, the auto cue come down the, the, the thing. And she didn't make a mistake. And she's, it was the inflection was perfect and the nuance. And I'm reading it and I just thought... 
You're stuffed here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are buggered. You have... What in the hell are you doing? And I had this full moment like, can, can you make a graceful retreat? Like, what do I say from this point? It's day one. And so I gave myself a moment and, and I went to the bathroom and I thought, I just need to just gather myself because I'm a little bit overwhelmed here. And in the process, uh, in the cubicle, I dropped my phone in the toilet. Oh, no. This is, yeah. You're lying. I dropped my phone in the bowl. And, and, I, and there I am in a business shirt with the sleeve rolled up, fishing out of the S-Bend my phone on my first day at Channel 10. Oh, oh, well, I don't know. It's gotten better since then, though. Yeah, that's right. No, no. I, I, I only occasionally have my hand in the toilet bowl these days. I've cut that out of the repertoire. Uh, Sounds yeah. like some sort of initiation. Yeah, I know. If, if only it was designed by someone other than myself. That would have been much more understandable. But yeah, it was a, it was a nervy start. Thank you, Jace. A very nervy start. So since then, you've obviously read a few bulletins now. You're a few, yep. well, a couple of months in now. Fantastic. Four, three, four months, yeah. What are some of the challenges you still face? Or is it pretty easy? The challenge you, uh, I face personally is coming from radio, which is such an unstructured medium where uh, you, you, you've got time to be expansive, you talk. My whole experience working in media, e- even other things that I'd done, had badly, mainly been in an unscripted sort of environment. You go to TV and suddenly the expectation is perfection. That, you know, you, there, there can't be stammers, there can't be stu- stutters. They need it read accurately and the first time and you get, you get one go. Mm. And the live element... Not, not a big deal, but typically it's something like this where you get to sort of converse and, you know, you can talk yourself into a cul-de-sac and then get out of it. Yeah. But there, it's it's one take. It's a, I found it a very different sort of a discipline. Um, and you know what the other thing is? You're on radio on a standard program for three hours, so you can have a good moment and a bad one. <laughs> the sports bulletin's what, Joe? Seven minutes? Eight minutes, yeah. Eight minutes yeah. on a good night, yeah. unless we get cut one if, out. If we get you can't stuff a second, can you? That, that's right. Yeah. Ex- exactly right. And you can't, you, you can't be a little bit more expansive with things or you can't sort of be a little more liberal with your language. You've got, got to be tight and you've got to be accurate. So that, that's a different discipline. I must say, you have uh, made the transition very nicely, though. What's been some of the biggest uh, surprise or, or uh, biggest uh, moments that you've had since you've been at 10? Um, oh, you know what surprised me is, is um, the, the amount of support you have in terms of everything that happens. Like a package rolls and people just come out of everywhere, fluffing hair, taking things off your jacket, <laughs> making sure your tie's straight. Someone's talking in your ear saying five seconds here, 10 seconds here. You've got a floor manager, you've got camera people. There's an in- incredible amount of just manpower that goes into the precision that's required there. Yeah. And just having all that going on was a sort of a culture shock where uh, radio is a uh, smell of an oily rag type operation. Well, it's done, there's you and you, there's your producer. I hosted a, an afternoon show for um, for two years and it was literally a producer and I, and th- that was all the people you had in the world. You go to TV and there's a whole process. You go to makeup, you go to hair, and that's a whole thing that is like, I'm never going to get around that, my head around that. That's... I, I, Sit that makeup channeling. What's going on here? As your old man who's been on uh, television for so many years and has done it so well and is highly respected, all the tips he gave to you, I'm sure he's been able to get in your ear a little bit, and you've, or at least you've asked him. Actually, who asked first? Who asked to do... Well, did you approach Graham for some tips or did he come to you and say, this is what you should be doing? Oh, no, I... I, <laughs> um, I went to him first because I asked him whether I should do the job originally. I, I, when I had the original chat with Ten, I said, what do you think? Because I was thinking, I've still got my breakfast show and that's a big part of my life and it's been something we've been we've built up for three or four years. And I, what, what effect does that have when I go from being 
uh, are largely a political or current affairs mm. commentator than working in sport. And I had all quick queries about how that might look. Uh, and he said, just do it. You're absolutely mad if you don't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, over the course of the, the first week and whatnot, he, he, he Dad's approach is, you know, everyone's got to make their own mistakes, yeah. pretty much. And he is very hands-off in that sense. He, if you ask, he'll tell you. Um, and he doesn't miss. But he, he's very, he just said, look, be yourself. You, you'll get a comfortability factor with it, but you can't force it over time. And it, you, you know, he said you do things like live reads every single day on radio. Mm. It's a similar sort of a discipline. You just need to get comfortable with your material and you need to be able to uh, bring a bit of personality to it. So what is a normal day? Normal day, um, yeah. When's it start? When's it yeah, 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 yeah. We all know it, it finishes at 9.15. It's not, Yeah, let's start there because that's the most important one. I get really grumpy after 9.15. So 9.15 <laughs> is bedtime because I get up at 4.15. Oh. And I don't. And these things are – I'm specific about it because it's like mil, I, I'm, I'm got sort of military uh, regimentation. Mm. I got up at 4.15, uh, get in at work here at um, 5.30. I like to do a lot of the work before I get in to AA in the morning, write a, write a few bits and pieces, research what the big stories are going on around – I'll get in there at 5.30. Our show finishes at 9. We're usually out of here by uh, by by 10, uh, and no one fact-checked that. It's never earlier than 10 o'clock. Um, <laughs> and, and, or sometimes later, if I've got commercial interests, and I'll try and do some exercise for an hour, get home, sleep for an hour, uh, and then get ready and go back into 10, basically. Uh, right. So all it means is it's no, it's no big deal. It's just I, I, I'm so, my whole life is the clock. It's just mm. unbelievable. Now, this is a sport podcast. Yeah. We haven't really touched on who you follow in any sort of sport. And uh, in actual fact, you got to um, do some commentary on them recently. Yeah, I'm a big Crows fan, Jase. Um, uh, love the Adelaide Football Club. And yeah, it was a great privilege. You got to call two games earlier this year. Uh, I've got some more coming up, calling uh, the, the Port game in Tassie uh, coming up this weekend, in fact. Take a jacket. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be chilly. I don't know what the facilities are like at Launceston. I'm not sure we've, we've got a card table or uh, we've got a sort of canvas tent or something or other that we can <laughs> broadcast from inside. Deck chair, deck your own deck chair. Uh, but yeah, oh, bro- calling footy, greatest fun you could ever have in the world. I absolutely loved the opportunity. Um, and uh, Sam was directs things behind the scene to make sure when I have no idea what's going on in terms of how we do the broadcast <laughs> that somehow it does come together. But yeah, I've got the, just just the best fun I've ever had in my life. It's hey, such great fun. You've all actually also got two co-hosts. You've got Pembo in the yep. morning and yep. you've got Rebecca Morse yep. at night. Oh, yeah. What's Here we the go. pros and cons with both of those two? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jace. Jace, you're trying to get me in. I can see where this is going. I can see where this is going. Um, okay, uh, let's go through it. So, um, uh, David uh, is is less punctual than Rebecca. <laughs> she seems to be there uh, on time. Um, Rebecca um, is is better dressed than David yeah. on, <laughs> on most occasions. Um, they, they, you know what? They're actually totally uh, different in terms of their approach. Beck is just. The ultimate professional. Mm-hmm. She she's running the rule over her script. She's. Um, uh, I just realised what the opposite of this is, and it doesn't sound good. But I'm going to get there, and it's going to sound better than what where this has started. Um, but but you know, Beck is a is a is is a, is an absolute pro yeah. in that position. She does it. David is laid back. David is a creative kind of a guy that comes in and you know he can turn up five minutes into the program or you're not spoken about something and then he'll make an observation about something that's going on in the world and you think oh that's what the whole country's been thinking but no one's been able to say he manages to get the pulse of things with this Mm. incredible instinct for news and what the story is that people that people care about the guy's instincts are as good as anyone i've ever worked with in my life so um thank god for that Mm. because it's not you know 
it's not preparation that's got him there. <laughs> I've got something I want to know about the breakfast show because you and David have you've been number one at times yeah. throughout the last couple of years, and that is a really tough thing to do in this Adelaide industry. So tell me, what is it about David and you that I don't know the connection between you guys and how you create a show that can be as good as it is? Uh, it's we we work because we are kind of we're opposites in a way. I'm a nerd, and he's. He's, as I say, this sort of creative. He was the cool uni guy that knew all the music, you know, that was going to all the parties. And um, we've we've got we come from different positions on on stories and things where we don't necessarily disagree as much as traditionally you'd like some radio duos to do so. And sometimes it's kind of forced mm-hmm. where producers or programs will say whose side are you on on this issue? And we never do that. Everything we do is really organic. We turn up and say, Let's, we're going to be honest about everything we think. If we disagree, we disagree. If we don't, we don't. And because we just have different enough backgrounds, I think that's that served us well. And the other thing, and I think this is the most important thing and the most impossible thing to fake in a medium where you're asking people to tune in for long periods and you're unscripted and you've got to be honest, if you don't like each other, you've got no hope. And we genuinely <laughs> get on. You can't fake it for that long. And, and if, if people have been able to pull that off... I, I'm not aware of it. You just there has to be a sense of real about it, and people get that. We make mistakes, we stuff things up, and we ask people to come along for the ride with us. But they never at any point. I, I would like to think go. Oh, these guys are faking it. They've made this up. They've taken some sort of position because they want to get a rise out of people. It's not been what we do. I'm I'm not a huge political person, and mm. and the rest of the team here can vouch for that. I don't know a whole lot about <laughs> no, it, and I probably never. don't give a stuff to be honest. <laughs> yeah, sure. But election night, you and Dave obviously sat in the studio opposite here, and <laughs> you did great. it from six forty-five all Thank the you. way to what midnight? Just about midnight. Yeah, just about midnight. Yeah. And I listened to probably eighty percent of it. Did you really? And oh, I dear. loved every bit of it. Purely one number one because I wanted to tune into Facebook Live, be one of the two hundred viewers, so I could see Pembo's skull of beer. <laughs> <laughs> but also. At the same time, it was just so fascinating how you guys can make it so enjoyable to just sit there and stuff around and be so laid back about a, a, a what a topic that can be so serious yeah. and so uh, I don't know particular when you know we just want to we just want to hear about who our prime minister is going to be That's in a right. few hours' time. Yeah. How do you guys do that? Um, you guys, and then I think this is probably the right forum for this conversation. Be aware of aware of things like the Ringer. And and yep. Bill Simmons and the, mm-hmm. and the things he's done and there was something we we spoke about before we we did our election night coverage. I love that idea they do where you feel like you're watching along with them. The draft, you're, you're the, the, the NBA drafts on, yeah, and they're all just yeah. sitting there and you're just watching a video of them mm-hmm. watching it. And just what do these guys talk about when they're watching it? And we thought, well, that, let's do that. We can't compete with the graphs of Channel 10. <laughs> and, you know, the, they've got journalists in every 151 yeah. lower seat around the country. And we can't do that. We don't have the Brett resources Clappers for that. Brett Clappers in Cooper Pedy. Brett Clappers. <laughs> Brett Clappers is 100 metres underground in Cooper Pedy. So with all we can, we, what can we do? We can do something that's all about South Australia. We can be totally biased towards that. And we can just have fun and not sound like sophologists. We didn't want to be Anthony Green uh, and try and out-science um, the ABC on this kind of stuff. We just wanted to say, you know what? If, if David and I were sitting on the couch together at home having a beer, not that we live together, that sounded odd, it but does. you know what I mean? At someone's home, that's how we would have watched it. We, yeah. we, you know, we've just been making stupid small talk and observations about bits and pieces that's going on. So that was the aim. If people enjoyed it, well, that's a bonus because we just had fun doing Brilliant. it. Now, a couple of weeks ago, you actually on air with your dad. Yes. How was that? Oh. How was that? That was bizarre. Mm. <laughs> you know what? It was great. I, I was nervous about it beforehand because there's that whole thing when Dad has a profile and you don't want to play into the whole, well, Will's there because his dad was was someone mm. and somewhere. And so 
you, we always got the nerves about. So if I sit in the same studio, he's a consummate professional. He's a very traditional broadcaster. He's immaculate. He speaks beautifully. Uh, he he just and he's got a huge following of people. I think do, what, what does that highlight or, or, or raise attention, bring people's attention to that whole idea? And I thought, you know, I've kind of got a. I've done this for long enough now that hopefully, hopefully, there's some credits in the bank now, mm. and they've done a different couple of different things. Um, so I was a little bit nervous going into it. Then, then we did it. Um, and geez, it was, he was just, he's just a pro. It was, you know, at some point I went, I just forgot he was my father. And I went, yeah. this guy, this is so easy because often you get someone who fills in David's away and it's great. It's nice having a different chat with people, but suddenly you bear all the responsibility of doing the radio stuff because you think, oh, I've got to think for both people. Like when people, when I commentated with Rowie, I'm sure he has to go, uh, wow, I'm going to have to think of that doing extra credits, or I'm going to have to control this a bit more because Will's just coming into it. But it was, geez, it was nice doing it with with him. He was he's just, he was fantastic. And we had a great deal of fun. And I look back at it and sort of think to myself, what a buzz I got to do what I love doing with my father, who that's his first love. I mean, he was in TV for 30 years, but his love was his radio, and we got to do it together. And, and on reflection, what an absolute buzz. Now we've probably got one last one last question here. Mm. We're just about to wrap up with you, um, the NBA Finals. I know you're a massive NBA head. Who's going to win it and why? Uh, I like. I think it would be hard to go past Golden State. I know it's the world's most boring answer, um, <laughs> but the fact that they look like they're going to sweep the Western Conference Finals without Kevin Durant even playing, mm. probably their their best player, and they look a hell of a lot more fun in the process too. Mm. I, I might say they're enjoyable to watch now. With they are, aren't they? They go. They're that. that Cutting, passing, motion style offense. I mean, they're probably they're better with Durant. There's no argument about mm. that. But geez, they're better to watch without him. Look at the old blokes. Oh, you don't agree? The old team. I don't think they are. <laughs> so, so the the reason I would say they're better, I, mm. I think in deep at the end of a, 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 a say a conference finals game or an NBA finals game when the you're playing in the half court and the game slowed down, there's no one better to get you a bucket yeah. than Kevin Durant. So yeah. I think in that way, in the clutch, yeah. it, that it, when you're playing against a set defense and someone just needs to score, I think that gives them that element. He gives them that element, but uh, their record is phenomenal without him, and they are much better to watch. I'll grant you that much. When uh, Steph plays and KD doesn't, they've won thirty out of the last thirty-one. Wow, it's, pr- it's pretty impressive. And you know what's fun to watch too. That, the attitude of, we don't need this bloke. That's right. If he wants to leave, we he's, don't need he's him. He's gone. <laughs> We're the old group and we can still do That's what right. we Remember did before us? him. We yeah. won 73 games. That's right. You know, we won more than the Jordan Bulls won in that, that the year they got 72. So I think they'll they'll win it. Um, if Milwaukee had swept Toronto and they, of course, lost today, that mm. would have made things different because then they would have had a bit of rest, a bit of time to, to game plan. But Milwaukee are better than I thought they were. I thought um, Toronto would win this series, and, and whilst it's two one, I, I just think now it looks like Milwaukee look on on court the better side. So uh, I, I think it'll be Golden State Milwaukee, and I think Golden State with experience will get there. But Milwaukee are going to be a fixture of, of the Eastern Conference playoff picture for a long, long time. Your NBA team, the Indiana Pacers. Oh, I like it. Very good. Yeah, they're Very good. mainstream. Yeah, I was always a contrarian. Reggie Miller fan? Absolutely. Yeah. I was a contrarian as a kid, and everyone, it was the sort of peak of the, uh, the, ba- the basketball card sort of swapping yeah. era in primary school and whatnot. And, you know, yeah, that wonderful Channel 10 show on Saturday mornings, I can't recall what it was called, that we said NBA and NBL highlights. Mm. Yeah, with, anyway, B- with Billy Woods. It, with oh, Billy Woods. Yeah. Billy Woods. And the NBA was blowing up, and everyone, because they're boring, was a Michael Jordan fan. Yeah. Everyone went for the Bulls. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, uh, except, except right now you're 
Zach Levine fan. Yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I mean, a, I'm, not... a I'm a draft lottery fan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, I mean, that didn't go well either, though, unfortunately, did it? Jeez. Wendell Carter's a good player. Yeah, I like him. Sense. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 went for something, I went for something different. There was that iconic moment of Reggie Miller pushing off of Michael Jordan and hitting game-winning oh, three that yes. sort of just captured my... I went, you know what? That's what I like. That's what, you like. That's yeah, what yeah. I like. He doesn't give a stuff about who's meant to be great. Um, and so I've, I've followed him ever since for my sins, and it's been a remarkably unsuccessful 20... Five years. And they're winning <laughs> more games than the Phoenix Suns, which are my team right now. So right. Okay. I feel like I'd want to be in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you like first round exits, you know, <laughs> we're, we're the, we've got a doom for you. Oh, well. <laughs> At least you're not finishing bottom and still getting pick six. Anyway, nonetheless, oh, that hurts. it does hurt. We'll, uh, we've got to move on. Yep. Will, thank you for joining us at such a late night. My pleasure. Notice. It's uh, great to have you here, and good luck with the rest of your ventures on, uh, obviously, telly and radio for the rest of the year. Hopefully, we join you again. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Love I loved you. it. Great fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Press Box. We'll be back for Season 2 in January 2020.